Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back for another OG Show Live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to, once again, the Bass Cag Appears. Brother, this is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Palatine. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host, Brad. Welcome back to the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal. Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. Happy you here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Down. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinner. With me, like always, Mr. Dan, the Fishing Man Perry. What up, dude? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great now. I've been feeling down and out, but we had a a really fun conversation before this that made my evening better. Um, we may or may not get into that on here. It'll be fun. Uh. Well, what else been going on with you? I know y'all, you just got back from Florida. Yeah. Two when, really when trips, man. You was, you was going more than you was home. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. That's it for a while, though. We, uh, uh, me and the Kingfishers, we locked up the, I had a great week down in Okeechobee. Had a lot of fun. Caught a lot of fish, a lot of big fish. And, um, I mean, nothing over 20, but caught and playing 19s and 18s. And we whooped the, the copperheads on their home water, old cornbread spaghetti and, and beat them and it was a lot of fun and the kingfishers locked up number one where only lost one game this season locked up home field advantage through the playoffs and so the playoffs are going to go through neely henry is which i mean that was our whole goal for the season and the championship is on chickamauga and we got jordan marshall on our team so uh feeling great man setting up real good for y'all yeah well uh we got a little bit of a different show this week for everybody uh we were gonna have the hobie winners on they're uh a couple of them are still hanging out up north and wanted to see if we could just hit it next week. So that's what we're going to do. And instead of uh, grabbing the KBF winners or anything else, we decided just to have a chill little uh, episode, me and Dan. We also going to go ahead and bring in our guest. Uh, we got Mr. Bass Kayak and Beers, Armando, coming to hang out with what? us. What's up, dude? What's up? I don't Not know much. about the whole chill episode. 
from the start of the re-recording. But well, it's going to start off chill. I'm doped up on <laughs> cough syrup and stuff because I'm not feeling too good. But we're just, you know, the whole plan was to hang out, talk about how our fishing year has been. I wanted to talk to Dan a little bit because Okeechobee somewhere I've always been interested in. I wanted to get him to break it down for me and then break down how y'all did. I mean, um, we know from the last show that uh, y'all didn't get the results y'all wanted out of the week before that, but we didn't really get to talk about the area or the, cause I've never fished out that way and be cool to get some info on that. And we're just going to kind of hit topics and talk clubs and where kayak fishing is. And I'm sure we might get into a little drama. So here we go. I'm just your good looking bearded host and let's do this. But uh, what about you, Armando? How's your year been? Um, been? I know you've been doing a bunch of fishing. You've been doing you doing any tournaments of, this year? A lot of TikTok yeah. and Instagramming too. Well, trying to keep up with the with the trends now. I, I'm so frustrated because the last few times I've taken out the drone, put up a couple of good reels, and won't even get like a thousand Ks. And if this is this is going off the topic that we're going to talk but i kind of want to vent on this um i had a good buddy of mine um here from texas and he kind of like told me you know i'm I'm out of social media i'm out of it i don't want to do it anymore you know i need a break right so but he still had his account active so i did a reel and tag we i did a reel a few videos that i've had of me and him fishing about at the end of last year and i kind of put something together as far as real goes, put it on Instagram, put him as a collaborator, trying to get him to, you know, get active again. And he did. And uh, um, it's funny because we got like 10,000, 11,000 views or likes on it. Right. So he was doing pretty good, you know. And then all of a sudden he gets a message from Instagram telling him that they would like him to do more reels and are willing to pay him to do more reels. Keep in mind, I'm doing reels at all, <laughs> all day, like putting like two or three, and I'm not getting this message. He gets his message after being like a month away from doing the reels. He puts the first two go viral, two million views each. His followers go from seven thousand to fifteen thousand, and in about less than a month, he made three hundred and eighty something dollars just by posting reels. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing wrong? And it's they must have changed we it too. Because I know, I, know. Uh, I won't say who it is, but we had a talk with a content creator um, at Dale Hollow. And I know they were paying a thousand per milli. Yeah. So, because they, they make their living doing that. Uh, it's cool, but it's yeah. just, I enjoy it. But it's like, I don't know. It's just as toxic as like not toxic for like for like kayak fishing or for it's just like yeah, i know what you mean it keeps your fucking head into it too much yeah. like i hit a streak last week or two weeks ago where i was on top of my my content and i had one little real go like crazy for me you know it yeah hit a thousand likes and ten thousand views and and then i was like god that's so stupid like i don't know it just I kept going back to look at it, going back to look at it, seeing if it was doing, yeah. seeing what audience it was hitting, and I was just like, ah, never mind. I just, I because literally it, stopped myself. It's just, I got other stuff to worry about. There's so many other yeah. ways that I can like stay relevant. Or, or I, I agree. 
I was um I was listening to part of the Jigging with Jordan podcast. I think it's called the Banger Podcast. The Banger Podcast. I actually really like yeah. listening to that. Yeah. And I have a lot of respect for uh uh Jigging with Jordan. Jordan was his first name or his last name. I don't I don't remember the name. He he's not more as much kayak fisherman as he is a scuba diver in freshwater that finds cool stuff and yeah, that's the hunter. whole content he does in YouTube. But he's kind of like been on and off with the Guggen Squad and Casco Company. So he had John B on the podcast. And I normally am not into that, but uh, somebody sent me that, a marketing director. We're talking about social media. He sent me, says forward. It was like a two-hour podcast. He says forward to an hour and 15 minutes, I think it is, when they start talking about social media. And it's crazy uh, the whole thing, a lot of the insight that was brought in, because that's when I found out um, by Jordan saying that they're actually what you just said. They were paying thousands of dollars for people to say, hey, put reels on Instagram and don't put it on your TikTok for 30 days. And depending on the views, we'll pay you, a, you know, a thousand yeah. or more. I, I watched that whole episode. And what, what yeah. they're getting at is that TikTok took the market right out from under YouTube and Instagram. Um you know, with paying content creators. No. So Instagram is giving incentives by saying they'll pay X amount of dollars per capita or, you know, same way as podcasting works, but there'll be stipulations like we'll pay you this much, but you can't post it anywhere else for 30 days. And that's just how they're trying to stay in their thing. Really? I mean, YouTube's got short videos now or short clips and yeah, it's, it's all crap. That's a whole, that whole episode's really good. I, yeah. Say what you want about the Guggen Squad. I really like John B. Because yes, even before Guggen Squad, he was a fantastic video editor. Like, I would love to be able to do B-roll the way he does. His video footage and editing is... I mean, I don't even know if he does his own anymore. I highly doubt it. But you can... I know there was a time you could tell when he did because it's always, like, next level. Like, his... His editing skills are so good. I literally, I literally don't even know who that is. You don't know who John really? B is? You have John John B is. Google Squad? Come on. You would uh, if you I, like I uh, don't. old school. Really? I'd say old school YouTube video fishing guys. He was one of the first major fishing YouTubes. Started when he was like 16, 17. Pond fishing, creek fishing. And then it worked him all the way up into one of the founding members of the Guggen Squad with Catchco and all those companies. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't watch little kids on YouTube. That's it's not kids crazy. anymore. They're in the yeah, almost in their thirties now. But I mean, I have a lot of respect. Think about it: teenage kids who now have their own baits and really lifted a company out of nowhere, Catchco company, when nobody knew about, to a true competitor. I mean, um, they're, they're a company that's riding that wave of yeah, like negativity too. Like everybody hates on their stuff, but they, they're doing stuff behind the scenes that people don't see. Like they, they bought Bass Mafia. Yeah. And like, I'm pretty sure they own catch co now. Like they're just, I mean, hate it all you want. There's old saying in the, the rock crawling world. I mean, it's old got- saying everywhere, but haters make you famous and they're riding the shit out of that train. No, and 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 I know again we were talking about tournaments, but I, one thing that I respect about John B, he actually, yeah, I think I think he has a ranch now somewhere in Texas. I don't know, but he does have a house like five minutes from where I live. And this, keep in mind, this is a dude that's been to, to I think was Somalia. He, he fished a series in Somalia, in Brazil, in Antarctica, you know, in in 
He's done Australia. Australia uh, on the Arctic, something like Greenland or Iceland, I think he yeah, did. Yeah, he does. He was known for what he calls his Never Stop series. Yeah. And he travels around the world over a month or two months or whatever it is. And they, and like for a long time, his big go to species was the giant trevally. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he, that was kind of his thing for a while. And then it was as many species as he can catch. So, he went to Australia and did all sorts of cool, cool fishing. And, yeah. He goes and all to the that time. Point, he, he's, he's a killer content creator for yeah. sure. And to that point, he's still to this day. And I've seen him do the neighborhood pond fishing right around here in Dallas Fort Worth. Like he still will go back yeah. to doing what is roots. So I, I got my respect for the, that guy. And yeah. he's doing bass tournament, basketball tournaments to kind of like. So he's putting himself out there. I, I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah. Anyways. Well, I just well, looked him up. No, I I didn't know who he was. I'm really? telling you, just if you can get, he does have that just Jeez. shitty kid lingo that I just don't like how he how he no. talks sometimes. But his content is like yeah. he he caught either four or five over ten this year live scoping a rigs and has has every bit of it on footage and it's. Yeah. He caught a 14 something on an A rig off a boat dock, and he has the whole thing filmed, and it's fantastic. It's not just the picture of the fish on a scale at the end of the day, like it's full catch, net job, everything. It's it's really good. But enough about content creators, uh, because they're making all the money, and all we're doing is helping them. Um, <laughs> but I want to get into uh, just a little bit, Dan. Tell, tell us about uh, where you went two weeks ago, and and then kind of tell us about Okeechobee because I've said it tons of times on here. It's, it's like probably one of the top bucket list lakes for me is to go down there and fish that grass. Yeah. La- last week we went and my internet's been a little weird right now, but um, it seems like it has lately. I need to do something, but the um, last week, weekend for last, we went to Heiko Lake, North Carolina. We fished the Tar Heel Lonkers. It's a little small, like homeowners association kind of lake. Not, not real big. Like kind of late. Did y'all catch all that? Caught most of it. Okay, yeah. Like it's 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 like a more of a recreational kind of lake, and it, it was okay. It wasn't beautiful up there, and the area is great. It's closer to Virginia, kind of north central, but um, I wouldn't. I mean, it's not like I would travel to to go for. Yeah, it was okay. It's kind of like you know, like more like a Logan Martin. Yeah. Yeah. So got, this, some, this, got some fish in it. Really cool place. Yeah. That's where nice. that ends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many other good lakes in North Carolina. It's like Jordan. And um, I guess that, that one like um, Macintosh, that's been really good for the KFL. I mean, people are, teams are putting up like 190 a week there. So for 10 fish. So that's been, that place has been on. And in the middle of the summer too. I wonder how it is in spring. Yeah. But um, like, uh, Corey Dreyer caught a 23 and a half there this weekend, like during a, during the tournament. But this weekend we went and we, we went to KFL. I mean, to uh, Okeechobee. It's, it's awesome. I had been there before in a college event, college bass event back in 20, it's 2014. So yeah, eight years ago. It was great. We did good then. My partner and I, we, if we would have caught all the fish that we had bite, we would have had, cause we saw them. 
it would have been over 40 pounds easy. And my 40 pound sack. I couldn't imagine See, a 40 pound tw- sack. Yeah, 23 or 28 that day. I, I can't remember on day two of the tournament. So we, we had a really good tournament. But um, fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish, it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yeah. So, and his nine two was only a, it was the second biggest fish at a tournament. So we didn't even get big fish. Jesus. But, uh, yeah. I, I love it. I wouldn't, I definitely would not go in the summer because <laughs> it's a, uh, it's that brutal hot, you know, Florida weather, but, yeah, for sure. Like in the spring, it's January to April. It's it's amazing. Great lake. So they don't, it, they, don't jump, they don't jump in the boat, but it's it's a great lake. It's a huge a huge body of water with a lot of the same stuff. What was your like? How'd you break that down? Did you just fish history, or did you? No, I. Yeah, I went somewhere I'd never been before. To me, whenever you go to Okeechobee, it's all about the wind. I wanted to fish the west side. I didn't get to that at all because I knew on tournament day the wind was going to be coming out of the southeast. So it was going to really blow, not real hard, but kind of bad on the west side. I didn't want to mess with that. So so we fished the south side, more protected areas. So you go to Okeechobee, you have to fish the wind. The, the east side, kind of most of the east side sucks. JNS, and there, there's some other ramps over there that aren't i mean they're they're just not that productive north side can be good south side can be good and the west side so leave the east side out that's done but uh and the other ones you just fish depend on the wind you was it you doing a lot of punching or no i I didn't where i was at i didn't do any punching it's mostly um kind of they're not exactly lily pads i think they're kind of maybe real mature hyacinth where they open up it it I mean, it kind of looks like lily pads, the same, it looks like the same texture as a lily pad, but they're up higher out of the water. So I don't, I don't know what, what they're actually called, but I fished those a lot with a toad. That's how I was getting bites during practice. And then tournament day is just structure with a wacky rig. I had 89 inches and they all, 
one came on a toad and the other ones came on on a wacky rig. Oh, wacky. So it, it, it was post-frontal. I had rain the night before. It stormed really bad and kept me up. We were staying at a trailer. It was nice. It was on a canal. Had a hot tub and a pool. Didn't get in it, but um, it was a nice place. But it Did, just, didn't want to catch had, had to go back the monkey box. No, I didn't. We uh, Dustin was going to. He had fished some of the canals back there by the monkey box. And ended up not fishing it. We just they they came to my area because it was more productive. So, well, that's cool. Well, yeah. I'm glad y'all y'all kept it up. Y'all had a killer year. Yeah, uh, it's been. I don't keep up with it much, but it's been, I at least check in on yours. Uh, that's cool though, man. I, I really do. Dokachobi's just seems so. I watch all of Scott Martin's videos and Roland Martin's video, which most of Roland's videos are down in the marsh now in the stick marsh. Uh, but I love, like, that's my favorite place to look up bass fishing videos when I'm just bored. I love watching how you guys break down all that different grass. And yeah. like you said, fish in the wind and, and, I've always wanted to like do it with a guide because you see these guys just seem to pull up to spots for reasons, just like anywhere else when you've planned to fish it. But everything there looks so much the same on video. It's like, what, yeah. what's different? And I, I don't know. I'd love to fish it with a guide, not for his spots, but just for him to say, I come here because this is different than that. You know, the, the times I've been, it's really been, you have to cover, it's, it's a tough place for a kayak, for sure. Like, if I were going to choose a lake in Florida to go fish, it wouldn't be with a kayak. It definitely would not be Okeechobee because you have to cover so much water. Because it's one of those places where 90% of the fish are in 10% of the water. I mean, it's pretty much like that everywhere in Florida, but especially Okeechobee. So, you, I mean, you just have to cover water and then start to find some kind of pattern that works, you know. So like a certain kind of, you know, if it's a bay, if it's a canal, if it's, you know, some kind of docks or structure, um, you know, just any kind of, maybe it could be the bottom, like a muck bottom or a sandy bottom or rocky bottom, uh, whatever it is, you know, you kind of find that one thing. So like anywhere else, once you kind of find what they're doing, then you, you know, then you just on that. Yeah. Were you able to uh, run your motor really? Yeah. Hell yeah. This man. Dude, I can't believe I waited so long to get a motor. My Z Pro battery running that Newport, dude. I'm up and up at Heiko. I ran it out. Like I, I went from one, I went to the far end of the lake and up these creeks and then back down and all the way across the lake again. And it had to have been 20 miles for sure, like going flat out because it, my Hobie would go five with it. Yeah. Like it maxes out at flat five miles per hour on flat, calm water. But dude, I, I love it. And I, and I couldn't have fished. I couldn't have done the last two. I caught an 18 and a 17 and three quarter in the last 30 minutes that, because at that time we only had nine fish. If I hadn't caught at least one of those fish, we wouldn't have won. And if I wouldn't have had a motor, I would have never been able to motor back to that spot in time. I never would have been able to get there. So a motor won it for, for us this weekend. Do you, you're running a Garmin graph still? Yeah. The 93 SV. Do you ever use the uh, odometer and stuff on it? No, ah, uh, no, I've never. You used should, that. you should do it because you'll, you can follow your trip, so you can uh. put a mileage to your battery life. Really? Uh, huh. Yeah, I, I, I go in mine every time I get in the water, and I'll start it over, and then it's got a total miles done one too. But it's just like a, 
digital display in your truck, but like it'll keep up with it. It's really cool. I'll have to look yeah. that up. I, I didn't even know it was an option, but I've kind of found out found out with mine if I run at it like 65%, I go four miles an hour. So if I especially in practice, I can go just a little bit slower and get a lot more life out of it, you know. Yeah, so mine I still don't have my my seat where I need it. I keep playing with it because I don't want to sit any further forwards. Yeah. But my boat really likes the weight to be on the front and then it speeds up. It'll get five, maybe a little over if you get real heavy in the front. I just don't like doing it. Um, but mine will run four, six to 4.8. Something Brian showed me is if you back it down to 80%, it'll do the same speed, but it'll take off like 150 watts of power yeah. and it'll do the same speed. I still haven't killed mine and I know I've done 16 miles and I don't, like I'll still get frustrated or something like that and slap it to a hundred and just let her go. Yeah. But, uh, that, uh, amped outdoors. I've got the 50, is it a 1250? I think it's a, a 2450, yeah, uh, cool. from amped outdoors. And it's a great battery and it charges so fast compared to my last one. Like my hundred amp 12 volt would take, I mean, it actually sat here before I got rid of it last week. It charged for like six hours or something, eight hours. Charged a lot. Wow. Um, this one, you can run it all day and it'll charge up in less than two. Oh. Um, but it, I'm with you. Like, I still have my creek boat and I still love paddling. I love doing the creek thing, dragging the boats around, walking, you know, paddling in the current and stuff like that. But when it's like time to put your head down and cover water, I love having the motor, which I, I do miss pedals. I've been talking with some of the guys at the shop and I might have a big, like, different boat next year because i, I kind of want to get back into pedaling I, I i really like i have mine is absolutely is i don't have reverse mine doesn't turn i have it locked out straight i use my my rudder to steer and i only use it from point to point once i get somewhere i pull out my motor i i don't use it at all once i get somewhere so it's really just helping me cover water yeah that, that's that's yeah. basically how i use mine um, and, and I love my setup just being as simple as possible. Like, I don't want shit to break. <laughs> I want it absolutely. I don't want a bunch of cords and a bunch of crazy stuff. I just want it simple, durable, and that's how I have it set up. Yeah. No, I feel you. That's one thing I like about the new canoe mount is it makes everything simple. I don't have to run the entire verse stuff, none of their brackets. Literally, you buy the motor, and that's the only thing out of the box you use. And uh, I'll, you, that I'll tell you what, connects nice. That new canoe with the uh, the foot control steering for a bow mount, the one foot control steering, dude. I saw that with it controls a rudder in the back. That's the first time I've ever looked at a bow mount and thought, yeah, I I could actually run that. That's legit. That setup is so dude. Legit. That single foot control steering is nice on the stern mount. Brian's got it on his, oh, and really? I, I oh. thought it was going to be kind of uh, so like the hand steering has a little bit of tension. Which I appreciate because you can put it somewhere and let go of it, you know. Yeah. So like, kind of hold your hold your bearing. That uh foot control will still do that, but that thing's buttery smooth. Like you don't have to barely use your foot at all. So I think it'd be great. Like if you've got limited mobility in your in your ankle, I still think it would work perfectly fine. It's. I thought it was another one of the things that new canoe came out with i was like i just don't think that's for me and then i used it and now i gotta get one it's it's pretty sick i tried to make one and i can but 
with the current layout of some of the other stuff I've got on the boat, I'd have to get rid of it just to make room for the controls. So I'm just going to bite the bullet and pay for it. Made my own transducer retract. I didn't want to pay 150 bucks for one of those. I spent $6 and mine goes up and down just like the expensive one does. So use some hey, of the same a, parts the expensive one does. Here's a pro tip. If you do the over the side transducer mount, don't buy a Scotty because they're bullshit. <laughs> like, I'm going to hear here, pro tip number two. They all suck. Yeah, they all suck. That's that's real talk. I've right had there. all of them and they all like I like things about I, I don't like the Scotty one at all. Yeah, I well, it's, it's it's really nice. It's like big and strong at the top. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Then it gets right to the bottom before it gets to the, the hinge for the transducer. And it's like the tiniest piece of plastic ever. Like it's obviously going to break. I don't I don't understand why they did that. Scotty, get it together. Mine, the, the Yak Attack one and the Ram one. I like the Ram one the most because I can keep it up tight against the boat and keep the drag down. Um, but it doesn't like to stay tight all the time. And I've actually had it catch grass and break the Ram ball. That was interesting. And then the Yak Attack one just causes too much drag and catches everything in the water. You want to you wanna like get snatched around? Be motoring and run across. I ran across braid floating in the water that was hooked to something like submerged and it caught the transducer snatched it hard enough that it turned the boat towards the bank like wow. you're just cruising on your phone and then like <laughs> what the f- <laughs> armando don't have these problems he's a hobie guy too yeah i don't have i haven't gotten to the motor craze not not that i have anything against it i'm not a purist or anything like that i just haven't haven't gotten there i i know it's it's going to be more of a natural thing. Just most of the kayak clubs are letting them in now, you know, all but one trail series lets them. And it's just, it's kind of a no brainer. Like for me, it's not, it's one of those things like live scope. It's, do you have to have it? No, but it's going to help you if you do. Yeah. I'm sure to me, it's going to be one of those things where since ignorance is bliss, right? Since I've never used it, I don't miss it. And I don't think of myself as ever needing one, but I'm sure that's how I started. That as soon as I use it, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm doing this for the rest of my life." <laughs> yeah, I I liked pedaling. Then when I got on the new canoe team and they dropped the EPS system, the original one, I was like, "Well, cool, I can actually get to some of these places that are way out from my put in, and I won't be exhausted when I get there." And I mean, first trip. I took it to Gunnersville and I was able to like this one place that I go, I can usually only like go, you know, X amount of places or one place or the other. I fished the whole thing like, and went somewhere else and ne- never changed launches and came back in and was like, ah, this is it. Like, yeah. and then like, we're talking about just using it from a to B. I still break the paddle out. Cause I usually get up shallow somewhere throwing a frog. The, that motor doesn't do me any good once I get there. That's probably why my battery lasts so long is like my running isn't probably four or five miles, but the rest of that fishing day that that motor's stowed. Yeah. Do you have years where you can pull yours up, Dan? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do? Yeah. I saw the benefits of not being able to do that. Uh, When we were in Florida, uh, John Rapp can't stow his on his current setup. And when we got it down in that grass in the marsh, it's a feel free, so yeah. <laughs> hey, 
I give it to him. He's loyal. He's been with him forever. And he uh he likes them. And now I'll tell you that he's got the Mokin V2. Little fucker's fast. Like with the mm-hmm. motor on it. He was keeping up with you know the unlimited's a long I mean it's not narrow by any means, but it I mean it's no. meant to cut through water. He was keeping up with us. No problems. I don't even think he was running uh, like 70% throttle. A little quick boat, but yeah. it'd be faster I, if he'd take half they, that crap off of it. Their seats are super comfortable. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, man. I miss yeah. my feel-free seat. Yeah, for if real. that seat base, I tried when, when I had mine to take off that ratcheting seat frame and like m- put my own base on it. And the way it's designed, you just can't do that, which kind of sucks, but it's also good for them from a marketing standpoint. But that seat is so freaking like you want to talk about a seat that I think is overrated is that fucking Hobie seat. Dude, I really? broke I broke my Hobie seat this weekend. The oh. string, the string in the back, there's two strings, a bottom string and yeah. a back string. I broke the string on I was I saw it the night before. And I was really worried about breaking. And then it broke on my last fish on the hook set of that fish. Wow. Yeah. So I love I the bandage seat for my. It's, it's kind of primitive design. The whole thing about having like a little like turner, turnabout, you know, you turn on the handle and the, you know, it coils the, the string. So it's like, yeah, yeah you, you would know, think it would think be a little bit more. I just, more it, it should be a cable, not like a string. Yeah. Yeah, which I but mean, I, I I haven't seen one break those strings. I've seen so you know it's got the boa, yeah, broke it, yeah, that runs the lumbar, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's now those that's things. Really I I've seen so many of those stripped out on outbacks from like what you're talking about. Like really? you lean back, and it just on the inside, and the cable just comes on. Oh yeah, not a, it's not a Hobie thing. That's called a boa. Yeah, a boa retention system. They're fantastic if whatever it is doesn't have a lot of pressure. That's why you see them on shoes and like bags. When I saw them on there, I was like, "Ooh, I bet I could break that." Well, and then I see them the, come in the, all the time, all outbacks broken. I, it's I don't well, I don't know. I've never had that broken, but then again, I'm not. You know, I'm at two hundred pounds, five eleven, so I'm not. You know, I'm not a huge person. Um, I think because I used to, I have the, I go do a lot of snowboarding when I, um, when I go to Colorado. So I've had the boa on the snowboarding shoes. Right. And the thing about it, it's meant, it, it has like a drag, like a reel. It's meant to let go when it, when it's enough pressure to break the plastic, it has a safety mechanism, but it'll just release and then you tighten it back up. So if for any reason, See, you, the boa that's you know, on my hunting boots, don't do that because no. it's still cable. And it locks down for good. Like you better hope you don't have to get out of that boot in a hurry. Cause it's not, yeah, that's true. Like, but at the same time you can smack, smack, smoke the teeth in it and then it won't ever work again. But yeah. Side notes on seats. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I know. But besides that, I like the seats. Sometimes I get like, it hurts my, at the end of the day, it might hurt my tailbone a little bit, but I, I don't use a, that's the thing know. I didn't like about it is the gap between the back and the bottom. Even if you have the bottom, because when you raise the bottom, it's pivoting the front of the seat, not the whole yeah. lower. Um, and that messed with my back. But I did a thing where I would put the seat all the way up high. And then, I, you know, the kickstand for the back of the seat, I'd put that down. So the seat would be like stupid yeah. recline. That's comfortable as shit. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're doing that whole like gangster pedal thing where you're like 
but it's easy to take a nap if you want to because you're way back. Have there. the hydraulics just jumping up yeah, and down. Just, on the- <laughs> ride the chop out. Put some Dre mixtape. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, that's. Uh, how are you doing in uh the club stuff this year, Dan? You uh, up there in AOI again? Uh, yeah, I think That'd right be- now I'm in fifth. I didn't. You're not in I, first. I, no, I well, one event, the last event, I haven't been able to fish. I've I won, I got second, two firsts, and like a 17th. But the way our points go, it messed me up. And it's Why? not like you know, one point for each thing down, it's it's a whole complicated system, which it makes a lot of sense the way it works. How many can you drop? One. Well, I can't drop that's the thing, I can't drop any. Because I, I don't have, I wasn't able if I was doing KFL, so I wasn't able to fish an event to drop one. But yeah. you if, have minimum events to, there's to compete. Two left, two left. One of them, I can, no, only one left. Only one left. I'm the only person who could, if I won the next one, uh, Jacob doesn't know it yet. I think we figured it out where he can't be beat. He's already won it. We just haven't told him yet. So, Jacob, if you're listening, congrats. Well, but, let uh, me under, how, how many well, if, how many if, tournaments if, are they for two qualify two for the end of six, the year? Six. Six. And five of them you have to fish five go towards AOI. Okay, and so I'm five. Only so able to fish five. Okay, and you got first, second, second, seventeenth. No, yeah. first, first. What was that? First, he, he got, first, second, yeah. and seventeenth. Okay, so you got a first place, a first place, a second place, and the fourth is you got a 17th, and now you have the fifth. Even if you don't get first place, you can't beat the other guy? I mean, no, if you got if I get, first place and a second place. If I get first, work? if I get first, I'm like just a half a point behind him. So he, I, I would be the only person who could, even though I'm in fifth right now, because I've only fished four events. Five goes towards AOI. I've only fished yeah. four, but if in the last one I win it, I would still be a half a point behind him. Yeah, their point system just works different. Yeah, it's not. It's not a standard. Well, no, he's, he's he's done great. I yeah. can't. If I could have fished two, I can't drop my seventeenth. My seventeenth was only two fish, and it hurt me so bad that yeah. I can't catch up to him because his points are a lot more consistent. If, what if he fishes? Oh, because he already has the six, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he already so, has five. And what is what are the finishes on the five? I'm just interested to know how you like you get three uh, first place and still not win it. No, he Or not won, still being the not able to. Well, see, it's, it's based on, it's not based off like first place is 100 points, second place is 95, third is 90 points. It's like, let's say I win and I catch 60 inches. If you catch 59, then you get like a whole bunch, like 98 points because you're real close to where I was at. But if you only catch 50, the margin, you get very few points. Your points are a lot less than it, just, it's based off the individual yeah. performances. It's not based off the where you finish. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of, but not in the same sense. You're it's thinking. based on how many inches you had, not. On how you placed, really? Yeah, that because, that makes sense. I've always thought that's third, the way yeah, it should be. Third place could be, if third place was only fifty inches, it would have been ninety points. But 
but in ours, it would only be like 75 points because you weren't, you were 10 inches away from first place. Yeah. So if somebody really, if somebody really blows somebody out, they really hurt everybody else in angler of the year points. And he's, he's just been like right there at the top every time. I've always, and I'm not, I'm not a tournament director, so this could be the stupidest idea. And if it is, feel free to tell me, but I've always thought that national level tournaments should be something like that should be like, okay, you get your points, you know, for standings, but you should also add the inches. Like, you know, you get 300 points for first place and let's say you got a hundred inches Add that and then do a whole math. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying it just for the sake of this conversation, not to go to deep yeah. rabbit hole about it. But at some point, I think it has to be a combination, in my opinion, a combination of like point of points and total inches. Yeah. If it, if it, I it, if I had had if I had dropped if I had had an extra tournament to drop one and I did really good, let's say I got second in the other two, or I just got close you know, within a couple of inches, two or three inches, then I could win. But because I can't drop one, I can't, even if I win the next one, I can't get enough points to win. Right. It's because my one event that sucks so bad on Lay Lake, the event I won the year before, and I went somewhere different and did some bunch of dumb shit, and I only caught two fish. So I, I just put myself out of it with one event, even though I got two firsts and a second. It's crazy, but... Let me ask your opinion on Real this, because... I'm I'm interested in this. So the two weeks ago, I recorded an episode with uh, Jake Harshman from Pennsylvania. We wanted to promote the Native Power Bass Bass Power Hour, something like that, which is MLF for kayak fishing. I first of all, the payouts are amazing. The payouts are, and the entry fee is only a hundred dollars. And the payouts is three. Each trail is going to have three kayaks given out. Um, a thousand dollars an hour. And then there's also going to be the standings based on how many bass you caught. No limit, 14 inches and up. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. I think that's amazing. I think it's MLF applied to kayak fishing. I love it. What are your thoughts about a tournament like that? Do you think that has a place in kayak fishing? Yeah, I don't think it's something that you you do and you set up a worry about like angler of the year and this is the most yeah. prestigious thing, but I think it is something fun and different because they've done one. They did one on, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't MLF style, but they did one here. Tournament of Titans, the yeah. tournament of Titans. That's where that came from. It yeah. kind of started with the tournament of Titans. Um, cause they gave away three kayaks, I think 10 grand to the first place or something like that. 
it's definitely, I think they should, I mean, I don't see the guy that's running it's doing a great job. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, I think it's somebody different for each place. We called them, I think it was, it's William Benini. William Benini. Yeah. And then the guy that was helping him, he did a couple of them, was a guy from California, Mobbing Outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. And Marvin Forte from Portland was also helping out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it's, I think it's great. It's something different. I mean, that's something different that doesn't get in the way of anything else. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like big event, like one-off events like that, I I think are cool because somebody can still fish a trail, go for AOI and still dip into that like one or two events, you know? And I really don't think they need an angle of the year race. I think that might actually be, how do you call that? Uh, Not good. I did. No. Counterproductive. I think it's the word I'm Ah. looking for. English, my my first language. So for those out there listening, probably know that already. <laughs> but you know, counterproductive. I think it's they they benefit more staying like bluegrass and not worry about doing AOI. If they do, that would be great too. But I think now nah, they're I think that they're doing they're doing fine, and I think I think you'll see more of them. Yeah. Uh, I know if it comes back around here, I'd hit it up because they probably hit they they go places with tourism boards that want in, and Gunners was one of those. So I would. I'm always down yeah. to fish on G. That's the only thing um, on it, and, and we asked William about it. They, I guess, because they were trying to keep some costs down and everything. They went to places where not traditional, like Portland. Um, you know, that's not a traditional bass mecca. <laughs> yeah. um, it's growing, and I think it's great. They went to California, which traditionally don't support national level. California's local trolls do great national trolls. They don't do good at all, except that one. That one did pretty good on the well, I, uh, I, on, in California. If so, if you look at it too, they they went to places where they have they have team members who are really yeah. leading their area, like Marvin and yes. Portland, Mob, you know, Marvin. They got the right California. people. Yeah. Well, when you're doing North something Carolina. like that, and you're not trying to yeah. claim this whole prestigious tournament bullshit, and you're just wanting a good tournament on good waters. I mean, if you got somebody willing to run a tournament, go wherever they want because they know it. They may know yeah. the people to set it up, or they know the area good enough. I mean, that's yeah. that's the one thing that's kind of weird for me doing the state championship for Alabama this year is trying to hype everything up to a tourism board when it's an area I don't know. It's definitely a challenge. Uh, lucky that there's already a club down there that's done stuff so they're already kind of familiarized but like i i do everything like this as a sales pitch and it was definitely like i threw it away a few times because i could not figure out how to put it together for that area just because i have zero experience down there but i think it's gonna be banger you going dan where i'm sorry the state championship uh no not gonna make it you gonna miss some fun. No, I I like I'm the, not gonna get to fish it. It's, it, it's I, I don't like where it's at. You have to be a river guy. I'm not a river guy, so man, you could figure it out. I have faith in you. I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I the last two times, like you, you, we talked about, like you could go fish Jordan too, and I got first place. The, I was two years in a row. I got seventh, and I was the highest place in finisher on Jordan. And it just doesn't compete with the. The fish in the, the river yeah. there. So. The, the big old spots in the river are king down there. But 
Well, it won't be there next year. That's a glorious thing of how I did the tournament set up yeah. is yeah, that place is out for a year. So maybe it'll, I would like to see it go back to North Alabama, Gunnersville or Pickwick. I'll I'd love that. to put it, I'd love for it to be on us to pick Wheeler one year just because so many people hate Wheeler because it's, it can be so difficult. But I'd, I'd like to see like the Warrior Bankhead. And Mulberry Fork and hey, uh, after all my success out yeah. there, me too, buddy. <laughs> my, if you did Mulberry, Locust Fork, and Bankhead, those three together, it would be that'd be legit too. Yeah, that isn't there a part of you, Dan, that just wants to say, hey, it's not. I don't. I'm not a river guy, but I'm going to do it just for the sake of the sport, trying to grow it. You know, grow as yeah. an angler. Nothing. No, no, no. Dan's I'm like, saying, no, I'm going to go I'm catch donkeys that. offshore. I, <laughs> I'm saying that. I guarantee I'll be there. I'm not going to miss it. I've been at every state in the six, seven years. I'll be there. I think I'm going to go down early and fish the day before, two days before, just to get to fish since I'm going to run the tournament. I don't want to be in the tournament and run the tournament, which I mean, I didn't do anything to qualify this year anyway, but even if I had, I wouldn't, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird for me to like, I have a what? weird standing for directors that participate in tournaments. When is it? I agree. October 15th. Oh no, that's the, uh, the KFL championship. So hopefully I won't be available. Yeah. Hopefully you're, uh, Where's the KFL championship? The national championship? Where's the Chickamauga? Chickamauga. Oh, Chickamauga, that's right. Yeah. That'll be what I'm doing tournament day is trying to keep up with y'all's live broadcasting stuff. Yeah. Well, that's usually terrible to watch, but hopefully, uh, hopefully it will be the team will be fishing for, you know, the 60 grand. In, in the championship, does the whole team get to fish or only select people? Yeah, just four. But they can't, four. it's, it's kind of like the 10 where they're, putting us in a house and everything else so and that's just for the yep. the, the championship final it. two people or yeah, final two we'll, teams yep mm -hmm. that's cool if we make it they should hopefully they load y'all with all sorts of free shit like the yeah like the ten. Just, just free house is nice yeah help with, help with expenses you know so so sticking to tournament talk just because i saw this a second ago when it popped up uh when i was looking up fishing chaos do you know or have you heard about this ambassador championship thing that KBF is doing? No, but first I want to say oh, fishing chaos it. sucks. Yep. Yep. And your 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 trail is ran by assholes if you use fishing oh. chaos. Because... Damn. 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 Dan's bringing Are you recording. Dan is back. <sighs> I need to go get a beer. Fishing chaos just is not as good. It's not. It's no. It, I don't. And that's not me being like biased to Tourney X or anything. I just, just being prefer real. Tourney X. Like, does Tourney X have yeah. places it can improve a million percent? But it just yeah. works. It's easy to go back. It's easy to set up the tournaments. Nobody texts me in the middle of a tournament. It's like, I, I can't figure out this fucking app. That's usually just like, you don't have cell phone signal, stupid. Go get somewhere with signal and it works just fine. Yeah. Is is yeah, there, have you ever met have you ever met somebody that said fishing chaos is better? No, nope. no, it's Chad not. Uber it's maybe? not. It, it it might benefit the trail. It might they might do whatever, but it's it's not. Uh, you know what's worse? I'm not putting them you down. Just, that's that's facts. Yeah, no, I love I love I love my boy Duke Trent from Mariner Sales runs the North Texas kayak fishing. 
and runs the best, best tournament in Texas, the Lone Star Throwdown. Amazing tournament. Duke, Duke Trent, I love you. You're the best tournament angler. Chris Morales, you're the best tournament. I mean, first tournament. You both are the best tournament directors out here in Texas. No doubt about it. But Duke, why are we still using iAngler? I angler. I forgot God about that one. Damn, man. Wow. Why do we have to use this crap? Like, come on, man. I don't know. Hey, if it's cheaper for to run it that way, more money for the anglers. But it doesn't matter. Like, it's five crap, bucks isn't going to change your winnings. It's like, crap. I don't know. I would rather, is. like, that's what I tried to do for the Bassmaster stuff. Is I've tried to find a sponsor that would just cover those fees. Just. Because it's either they get covered or y'all are paying them because we're still using that app. I mean, sorry. And <laughs> and Mariner Sales and Duke Trend running the North Texas Kayak uh, Tournament Championship, I think, North Texas Kayak Championship. They have the best. I mean, Western. I mean, you go to their post tournament, and even if you didn't win anything, like I didn't win anything on the tournament except the raffle. I won a $300 battery, lithium battery on the raffle. Uh, raffles so everybody everybody pretty much comes home with something because the raffles are ridiculous. We're going, we're going to have some good raffles at our state. That's I'm still on this. So normally you have the winner cash as a check. The last couple of events I've ran the winner cash a check and took home a bunch of prizes. I know I've set it up to do that again this year, but I keep debating on pulling all the prizes out of the winner's pot and making sure everybody takes something home. Exactly. Because we've got paddles and batteries and, baits and oh i got all sorts of stuff uh it, it could be it could be a lot of but at the same time it's just more shit that i've got to go through and deal with versus me just setting up thousand dollars worth of stuff on a table you know what they do winner. have on the nexus north Texas kayak championship which i think i think it's stupid but i think it's great so if you're the first one out of the money They have a sponsorship. I can't remember if it's, I don't think it's Western Fort, some Western Sun Vodka is one of the sponsorships. But there is one specific sponsorship that pays out whoever got um, left, the first one left out of the money. And that person is going to make more money than the last person that was in the money, which I think it's kind of stupid because at that point, if I'm sitting, let's say it's the top 10, I'm sitting in 10th place if like, Man, if 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 I don't if I don't call this 13 incher, I can get 11th place and get $200 more, which is kind of like your, you know, your No, kinda... I I think those are I like cool little twists. So we've done it where um we've done it for smallest fish, we've done prize for falling out of the kayak. <laughs> um we'll have a turn we used to do tournaments and we just tell them anything you catch, take a picture of it on the board. And then we just call out a species. Like, who called a bowfin today? Somebody'd stand up and show us the picture. And it's like, boom, rod and reel combo. Or, like, uh, I'm getting money donated from this chamber of commerce. And he said I could kind of do with it whatever I want. And I thought about we could either just raffle it off so anybody that showed up for the tournament could win 500 bucks for no reason. Or, like, I, w- I wanted to do who flipped, but there's going to be a lot of folks turtle on the Kusa. So, yeah, you don't That'd want a, a lot of folks come out of their boats down there. So yeah, here's an idea. You should go for every lake that you go, check out the species and do like a roulette. Just put the roulette, put all the species. Where the yeah. arrows 
points at. That's the whoever catches that fish gets the biggest one. Let's say he lands on a catfish. Okay, whoever catches blue catfish, take a picture of it. The biggest one gets hundred dollars. That's kind of like a side. That's, uh, that's all. I'd go out there and do that day. I just take cut bait <laughs> and go fish for catfish. Oh no, you don't tell them at the end. You tell them at no, the no, end. no. Yeah, no. We. I'll think on it. We'll figure something out. But, but the uh, other thing that they do, and it's hard to interrupt Jimmy, which I like, and I think every tournament should do that. Um, I'm a big believer on not putting too much rules and instead incentivizing the anglers to do what you wanted to do. A lot of people complain about, um, what is it called? Uh, sand, uh, sandbagging, right? You could put a rule about sandbagging, but I you put, start putting rules, then you kind of take the fun out of it. One thing that the, the Duke trend does which i totally agree on is like instead of putting rules let's just incentivize you if you're the first one to put up a limit even if it's the smallest limit but you're the first one to catch five fish upload it and you get i don't can't remember it was 250 dollars or 100 dollars, something like that i think that's great that way people i've like, seen i've seen bagging, other clubs uh, i think yeah. it's the all-american guys do an hourly incentive yeah. to stop the that way, if you you catch a donkey and you know ten a.m. instead of sandbagging it, and you at least post that fish, which but we've we've dabbled with that problem here, and a lot of it, some of our guys just aren't in signal. Like some yeah, of our guys point. just get way off the beaten path. The, the I'm that guy sometimes. Like the tournament I did good at in Mulberry, um, there was like a stretch of ten foot of that river. I was able to get signal to post my fish, so I could have easily like completely put myself out of that check by you know not trying to upload my fish for 20 minutes well what else you want to get into we've been talking about that and KFL. talked about kfl no and... i my, my internet's been so bad i don't want to get on a rant I'll, I'll, I'll just say don't shit on other trails it because I, I every night every every week we could get on here and we could say stuff about bad, about trails all the time. Whatever trail it is you don't like, KFL, Hobie, KBF, uh, I, KFL, KBF, Hobie, All-American. We There's negative things you could say about everything, every single one. Quit trying to burn other people's stuff down. That's it. That, that, like we, we take all this pride in our sport being better than the bass boat guys. We're we're not headed in that we're we're not headed in that direction right now. We're we're going the other way. Too like, much too much bullshit. Yeah, like you you can't say our sport is so great and then in the same breath shit on everything else that you're not into. Our sport is great as a whole. It's yeah. not one thing in the sport. It's not one person in this sport. It's not one group of people in this sport. It's and I'm telling you, I've said it. I've said it. I've said it. I've said it. The people that are willing to spend money are paying attention. And yeah. if all you can turn into is bullshit, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. It's not. I mean, these people aren't, they don't have that mindset to spend a million dollars on something that's controversial. Where kayak fishing is not in that realm of like anything. Speaking of that, did you see Matt Robertson? Think controversial and randomness. Did you see Matt Robertson fish this week? Like I, I think he's funny, but that man's too far. You can't be out there in your drawers fishing. <laughs> that, you know, what I'm talking about Armando. Yeah, I have no idea. 
So he's uh, a he was a uh, yeah he's a oh, elite yeah, series. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was fishing his tidy whities. No, but that dude's different. He's got a beautiful blonde. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. he's hilarious i thought that was photoshopped until i saw the other footages from shots from the other chase boats it's not the first time he does that right i have no idea oh i don't know i'm saying but what i'm getting at was just it's just the talk the toxic will hold us back before it ever takes us anywhere and it's not this isn't this again this isn't pointed at any group of people everybody does this no like there's toxic people people and everything and keyboard warriors everywhere i mean and i feel like at the same time you won't if something's a problem it needs to be known but you can't just continue to shit on it over and over again yeah if if you say it if you say your piece like like kbf payouts i don't get on here every single week and talk about kbf payouts you know it's a problem and it wouldn't be it's it's not it's not doing anything if just completely crapping on the same thing all the time, I could say Hobie, they should have an off limits. I don't want to fish Hobies because they don't have off limits. Hobies get on here every week. Yeah. Hobie doesn't have off limits. I think it's crap trail because they don't have off limits. I could do that every single week and try to bring down Hobie. And I don't do that because I, I think they're number one. They are the best trail. There's no doubt about that. I, I mean, I've, out of the ones I fished, they're the ones I think are the best. But I'm I'm not going to crap on them just because just because it doesn't benefit me or benefit the things that I like to crap on something else all the time. Man, you people could take that energy to the source. Just take like if there's an issue, take take it to what like you a good example you said, the KBF payouts. How long has that been a thing and everybody knows yeah. about it? There's no need to talk about it anymore because it's not gonna get fixed. It's not been fixed. And you just bashing it that way. I mean, sure, maybe warn folks. Like, man, you may not want to get in that, but you may not get paid for a little while. You probably still get paid. It just yeah. not quickly. Like, I don't know. But if, if there's issues, man, just take it to the thing. Take it. Take it to the director. Take it to the the entity. It just. I'm telling you, that's what's been killing it for me lately. And not. I don't know. It's. I was really psyched out, psyched up, and like I like being a part of kayak fishing and I love fishing tournaments and I love destination fishing and like doing the social media stuff here and there and working with these companies that I get to partner with and stuff is cool. But when you con it's just like anything else, when you constantly get on social media, which is the root of the fucking problem anyway, and all you see is just bashing and negativity. And I'm not, I'm not a soft person. Like it's not like this is affecting me. I'll burn a fucking bridge down with the best of you. Like I'll get rowdy and rough just like most of you. It's just, I'm getting older and I guess I just don't like to see it as much anymore. It's just for the same reason, Dan said, you can't say we're the greatest thing in fishing right now and then turn around and say that stuff. I mean, Armando, you said your piece about how, how you don't like the payouts for bass. 
And whenever I watch your show, you're not on there every week. The payouts for Bass suck. They're, they're taking well, no, too much and, money. And, and I know, rolled they, back that on a little bit because I understand the business. My my thing with Bass yeah. is other things. Oh, but yeah. the payouts, I, I kind of understand it now a little bit that I need more information. And that's the thing about it, touching on it. You know, it's it's one thing to touch going on, you know, on what Jimmy said. You know, we all have our opinions of things. I I don't agree with a lot of things Bass does. Yeah. And we and I can go on about it. I just say my piece when I think when I think things need to be called out because I think you know it needs to be addressed and being a podcast is part of it being a media side of it is part there is a difference though like yeah. I can go out and say you know I had Jake Harshman the other week and he went completely which every single angler that I've tournament angler that I've known has the same opinion of Jake has about Fast Nation if that's his opinion. As long as you're not calling out people by name and discredit their integrity or discrediting them, their character, that 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 to me is when it goes the TMC route. That's when you cross the line. Yeah. You can have your opinion, say, hey, you know, I and I well, have there, I don't like this about bass. Or there's I don't like that, this but KBS. then there's the people that like just like Dan's what Dan's getting at is like. Jake said his piece on your show. Well, if Jake turned around and said it again tomorrow and the next day and the next yeah. day, that's what Dan's talking about. And I'm not saying no, Jake's no, no, that no. I'm just saying it's just <laughs> no, but that's I, what I, I know. Say say your piece. And then I like for people to step back and realize you are nothing in this realm. Yeah. You're not you're not in the light. You're not something like somebody at Bass didn't look at Armando's show and be like, you know what? That dude's right. We're gonna change this. That we're none of us are that. None of you keyboard warriors are that. It doesn't work that way. That it's not how it is. I agree that things should be brought to light, but then you just got to shut up. Like yeah. I, 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 I guess the better talk way about it when it comes it to is, yeah. yeah. There's a way to be constructive about things. Yeah. And there's a Instead way to try to burn things down. Yeah, and these are the people that probably things. like man. Most of these people are probably yeah. the people that either a were bullies or b got bullied. And <laughs> I agree with that. Keyboard warriors. Our state's got some of the greatest ones. Yeah. And some of them that have been like this on the keyboard, you meet them in person and that is not who they are. Yep. They ain't about that life. Like they are. Hey. And some of them, like I've, I won't say that. This is about people <laughs> not in our state. There are people that I've had a strong opinion about of that I did not want to be affiliated with that now I'm affiliated with them. And when you get to know the person that's not on the keyboard, they are absolute salt of the earth genuinely cool people they yeah. just got some fingers on them and like to run their mouth or well run their fingers you know it, it is yeah. just social media it's fucking yeah. stupid yeah, i'm just I, i'm not the kind of person who's just going to say random things that i don't know non-factual yeah just non buddy i hate that everybody missed the fact bombs that came out before this show recorded <laughs> Uh, no, but I almost I, clicked record, but I didn't want to do that today. <laughs> I just it's it well that wasn't being constructive either. I mean, I, you know, but see, there's a difference. Too. That was like nothing you said was wrong. Yeah, and I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Like yeah. that was very like it was just a very rough version of what we've just said. We'll yeah. say that. Yeah, a, just, a more don't. Be- language version of it but you're yeah. right and, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and to me that's it i mean you you i think as a podcaster it's a responsibility to you know say the truth and call things out as you see them Absolutely. but i think it's it's just 
you say your piece, that's it, let's move on. Um, if it comes up again, you can touch on it again, and that's it. But if you're the always initiating this topic, then I think the problem, talking about myself, if I'm always the one initiating the topic, then that's a problem. Now, yeah, if, if I get the, the feedback, if I get the feedback from the tournament anglers, and the, because there's, I, I think of there's two you know, class of citizens when it comes to kayak fishing. There's the tournament anglers and there's just the people that enjoy fishing. And then there's the content creators, if you want to add that. So everybody has a different perspective. Tournament anglers are going to prioritize what the tournament's national trails are doing. Content creators are going to prioritize what's important to them. It's what Instagram is doing to them, what YouTube is doing to them with the rules and TikTok, blah, blah, blah. So it's, there's different aspects of this. And you hear the feedback and you try to, I try to amplify the voice of the tournament anglers uh, when I do the podcast. Yeah, when that's, totally, I that's have, totally okay. Yeah, and when I have tournament anglers, you know, at the beginning of the season, I'm sure it's going to happen next season, the rules come out, the, the trails come out, and I'm going to have a bunch of tournament, and I'm going to talk to a bunch of tournament anglers. I see it this way. How do you see it? And then a lot of times I've been on, you know, with the payouts for Bass Nation. I used to have a certain opinion. When I talked to other people, I kind of educated my opinion. And it's okay to say, you know what? I may have to walk back a little bit on that. The other things don't. But understand, have the humility to say, you know, I might have yeah. over said something, overstepped what I know of. And we have all done There's it. There's a great pro our... tip right there, folks. Yeah. Before We've you have all... your opinion, make sure you're educated on the subject you're trying to run your mouth about. And I'm not saying yeah. Armando did that. What you said no, not, not even a big I... deal. Yeah. But like, but it's people be a run their mouth about like yeah, Dan yeah. said it before the show. Yeah, what he was fired up on is people running their mouth yeah. about something they do not know anything about and attacking. This it makes okay you criticize. look stupid when you do that. Yeah. All the people that are in the know are looking at the people that are running their mouth and everything that comes out is incorrect, and yeah. you just make yourself look like an even bigger ass, like. Whether you realize it or not, and some people never catch that. <sighs> but that's life I, in general, man. It wouldn't matter. This bullshit happens matter. in kayak fishing. It happens exactly. in freaking sales. It doesn't matter. Whatever it, gets, it is, you it have It gets crap. to all of us at one point. I don't... Talking to other people where it's like, I'm done with kayak fishing because so-and-so said this, or this is going on this page. I'm like, listen, if that's going to be your opinion, you're going to have that everywhere you go to i i lived in puerto rico i was huge in the surfing and the surfing community you think we have drama you should see surfing man like those are punches thrones when there's 30 people on the water and only one wave every five minutes i mean that's a toxic environment and yet you're out there trying to enjoy nature and enjoy the outdoors so my point is i've done mountain biking mountain biking community has the same thing that has his rivalries has his people his trollers Every single community is going to have its toxic group. If that's what's going to stop you from doing what you love, you're not going to do anything at all. You, my advice to anybody out there is stop listening to them. Stop focusing on yeah. them. Focus on the positive of what you're enjoying it and what you're bringing to the table for other people to enjoy it. And it's going to be surprise. It's going to surprise you when you hear people all of a sudden saying, "Oh, I, oh, this happened. I didn't even know about that." It didn't affect me yeah. because I'm not focusing on it. You a know, big, let it a go. A big key to that, yeah. a big piece of advice would be just put your phone down. 
Yep. Because, <laughs> like I said, that how the negativity is just killing it for me. It's not like it's affecting me like mentally. Like, oh my god, what is it today? It's just like you just think about all this stuff, especially because like we're in this and like we're doing the podcast. We have to kind of be immersed in it because we have to know what's going on. But like, it just takes the fun out of some of it for me. And that I've, I've been really like disengaged from a lot of stuff the last couple of months. And I don't know if had a lot more fun, just go. Like, I think honest to God, that's why the two events I fished this year, I did good in because I just like, whatever like i ain't pre-fish i ain't worried about if my sponsors look good when i do it i'm not worried about if there's any money to win i just got invited to go fishing somewhere i'd never been and i went and fished you know and didn't worry about the rest of the crap and then i think that's the key for me is just that lax approach to everything and that's i've mm-hmm. i've been trying like i've i've stepped away from a bunch of groups and stuff like that on Facebook just to not, you know, that I love most of the stuff that I'm still a part of is Paddle and Finn. We're real low drama, we're real neutral, opinionated on everything. Mm-hmm. Everything's got greats and, you know, pros and cons. Um, you'll never come to our show and listen to us just get on a rant about one club, one tournament it's scene. Professional chaos. That's different. <laughs> Well, you say you're not attack. That's the thing, Dan. You're not attacking anybody. You're not calling people names. You're not. You just said it. Fishing KO sucks. Yeah, it does. That's yeah, like that's it, not being negative. Some, some topics. If you're saying those MFs people... and you know that's yeah. that's toxic. Go ahead, yeah. Jim. Sorry. No, but it's. I don't know. It's just. You know the 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 team I run. You know our state's a great state to kayak fish in. I mean, as much as I wish that it was taken a little, I always compare it to Tennessee. The Tennessee kayak clubs up there have got everything squared away so well. Yeah. Like they all work together really well. Their championship's a big deal. You know, it's, and we're getting that way. I saw a lot yeah. more of it this year. And I, yeah, I'm friends with all the club, the tournament directors, you and, and we, we, we've talked like, uh, yeah. some more. We've seen what Tennessee has done and, and a lot of the leaders in the club. And the clubs in Alabama have been talking a lot more about trying to bring us all together and get us all on the same page more. So we're we're working towards. Yeah, that. it's it's coming. It's just yeah. just slow to it, which is fine. As I mean, just this year you saw the motors kind of explode in the clubs. Yeah. Uh, as far as even getting interest, I mean, last year that was a big no for most of the state. Uh, and, and like I, I think especially once all the clubs work together, I'll have way more interest in fishing in our state competitively again, you know, when, when you're double dipping clubs and everybody's kind of in it and then the champion that makes the championship a bigger deal to me. Cause I don't, I don't, I mean, and I'm the one hosting the championship this year. Like it's the greatest anglers from each club, but y'all, most of them have never fished against each other. Yeah. Like I think it'd be cooler to see everybody, you know, butt heads at least once during the year before the championship, you know, like kind of have an idea what you're up against unless you're Chuck. Cause Chuck just wins everything. Well, yeah. that bastard. He's, he's, he, he's, he won Coleman Alliance leading river region right now. Yep. He so. blew me out both tournaments. He's, he won both tournaments that I did good in. 
He's had a great year. Yeah. Chuck's legit. That's what's cool about our state, too, is uh, you have consistent anglers. But I will say that, like, it's always the top guys seems to be different. Like, like Luke Luke won double A last year, and he didn't this year. You know, he had a good year, but not as good as last year. And then Randall Wallace is doing really good this year. And he, I think he won it last year, but didn't win it. I think he runnered it up the year before. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of cool to see it kind of move around. Because yeah. if you think Tennessee, you especially according to what club, you like KBFTN or any of those clubs, it's like, that's where all the quote unquote hammers are. So it's like, you can kind of go ahead and figure out your top three at the beginning of the year. But I don't know. It's pretty cool. We won't, I don't think we'll ever hit that Tennessee, Texas setup because they've got it not locked in. I agree. Duke, you talk to anybody, uh, Duke Trans, one of the best tournament directors in the country. Yeah. Chris Morales. Why, Duke why didn't he run Bass then? I don't, Bass Nation in Texas? No, just Bass Nation. They, uh, if you listen to Jeff Mallett on KBN a couple of weeks ago, he said that Bass Nation, Bass Master Kayak Series is looking for an actual tournament director, a paid Finally. tournament director. Finally. He yeah. says National they're looking, level? and I'm not taking anything away from Jeff. Yeah. I've heard there's already one. Yeah. And I, I heard it from probably the most reliable source in the that game in Bass. So it's going to be, um, we're talking about the National Trail. Yeah. yeah. Finally. Yeah, John Stewart, he, he's not with Bass anymore. Yeah. <sighs> Jeff, Jeff said they're looking. I heard there's already one. Well, so. you'll have to tell me who it is after. I don't have their name. Oh, I thought you did. Mm-mm. Well, he told me, and I didn't recognize it, so I just kind of like went in one ear and out the other. I'll well, text him, and I'll get the name. No, I, so, afterwards. I, I I think I might know who it is. So what happened with uh, John Stewart? I think I'm he, sure. Yeah, he, he, he was a Bass to, employee before that. Yeah, he, he just wanted to do something else. Yeah, I'm sure he's still part of Bass, just not part of the kayak thing. Which uh, they need, Bass needs no, somebody that's just, oh, he's not with Bass at all? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh but they need someone that's yes. dedicated to kayak fishing, not I agree. fishing. But Bassmaster is an old school company, man. Like you get into any of it and you'll feel it. Like they're one of those, like, this is how we built it. This is how it's going to be. And you can bitch and moan all you want to, but when a company that's been around 50 years can stand on their pillars and say, this is what we did to get here. And this is what still works. I do agree that change is better, but it's really hard to change from something that's proven itself. It has. I, I completely I, get it. I know. I, I get that too, but it's, it's in the, I think that falls in the realm of what have you done for me lately? So you see when Steve Owen started it um, to where it is now, it's a shadow of what it used to be as far as attendance goes. Yeah. And that, at that point you have to say, okay, well, what we've been doing may not apply to this uh, new venture we're at, and we may just I don't may think it's look at anything they've done. Or... I, I I just think it's a lack of promotion. Like they don't. Hobie they BOS don't treat it like a product. Promotion. Bullshit. Hobie BOS doesn't shut up about Hobie BOS, just like KBF doesn't. I know, but Bass it, but it's needs to be like ran up too. Like they gotta like you gotta be like this is the event. This is where we're doing it, and blah. And they don't do that. It's just like this yeah, is no, our schedule. They, yeah. Here's I mean, schedule. they've done Hope some like things. It's three months late. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, right. I, I agree with that. So, yeah, no, it it's one of those things like well, if you want to grow it, then you have to understand times have changed. It's not, it's not the it's, same It's the formula. same thing. What I get at with this is they don't have to. If they drop if they want to keep it, yes. The, if they drop kayak fishing yeah. altogether, you know how much money they're going to lose? Not now, but in the future. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's like, do they need it? No, they don't. But it's the, it's the, they say, I'm not going to quote that. But, anyways, there's not in, there's all, the thing that every company, every entity is never going to say, oh, we have enough money. <laughs> They're always no. going to look for like, how can we make more money? I and hope to that point right. is, yeah. To that point is like, is there a market? The answer is yes, it is. We see what Hobie BOS is doing. We see what KBF has done. So there is a market. We're not making money out of it. Our attendance is going drastically low every year now for the third year in a row. There's a market, yes. So that means the market's not a problem. If it's the way we're doing it, that's a problem. So maybe we need to and that all, make it all gets a few back changes. Into, yeah. It all gets back into them. Because they're already established, they're looking to. I mean, it's 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 business. If you do any kind of business, if you're established one way, somebody brings along a product. You have to figure out how the product they're selling you if it's going to make you money. You can see that it's making money for other people, but is it making money at a rate that's worth you putting in your dollars? Like I can tell you right now, Hobie's not making tons of money off that. No, it's it. Oh it, no, it's no, no, no! That's just the publicity agent. Yeah, yeah. yeah even if they break even for advertising, yeah. it that's yeah. fine. Exactly, because yeah, no, that I mean that's all the BOS thing is. Is basically it's a giant marketing tool for Hobie. That's very smart. Let me. Like, you let got me, me Hobie. You got yeah. me. <laughs> let me put it to you this way: I used to work with the airline industry in Puerto Rico. So San Juan, Puerto Rico, had a hub for American Airlines. Miami was the biggest hub, and you talk to the. Um, director of the San Juan hub. And this is the reason why we need a hub here is to protect the backside of our biggest hub to all South America, Central America, and the Caribbean, which is Miami. So one protected the other. So it wasn't that San Juan was making money. It was just that it was protecting their yeah. main interest, which is Miami from having another company say, well, we can make a hub in San Juan and compete. So I think Bass Nation it's not necessarily that, oh, it's going to make us money. No, it's going to protect our backside from having MLF come here, swoop this idea, and now they're making pretty money. Sure happening anyway. Yes. And, yeah, Native may have something to do with that. But it's the thing about it's like we, we understand. It's never going to make us much money. It's never meant to compete it's with not, the basketball. It's, not a million it's dollar meant idea. to protect you. Yeah. It's meant to protect you from somebody else grabbing that idea and now combining it with the bass boat and now becoming a bigger entity than yourself that uh, if, if it's anything for any of these companies this is all just a marketing ploy exactly like, it's all it is well all right it's been fun a little bit of ranting a little bit of catching up always a good time uh make sure everybody tunes in next week we will have the hobie bos winners on flex them biceps damn it <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> oh man, I'm a, I need to clip that. Dan, we're just I'll do that. But uh, we'll have the we'll have the guys on from the Hobie next week. Um, I don't know if there's any big. I know like the Tennessee big 
state championship on chicks this weekend. Um, we may get into that in a couple of weeks. We may step back, talk to the KBF guys a little bit, ask them why the hell Clear Lake didn't put out for everybody. Uh, but yeah, Armando, I appreciate you hopping on, hanging out with us. We just talking shit and chilling. Fun as always. Kind of sad we couldn't get pre-recording Dan on the recording session, but... I don't know. He was hot. He probably wouldn't have wanted that out there. I've never seen Dan this worked up, man. I'm glad it... I'm glad I didn't, because I would have been ashamed of that. That's how how it is when I blow up on anything. It feels great, and then when you go back and look at it, you're like, God, it's not an ass. But it's all cool. Well, uh... Thanks again, everybody. We appreciate having... Oh, wait. Oh, tournament recap stuff. Forgot all about it. I got a few pages here. So we will get into it. The Western Kayak Anglers Alliance West Coast Championship, also on Clear Lake. 125 anglers, uh, two-day tournament. Came in Rasmussen with 179.5 for the win on the weekend. Second place, Scott Safco with 178. Third place, Bryce Gibbs. And Cayman caught a 23 and a half on day one. I need to catch me another big one. The Lakeport Bait and Tackle Annual Kayak and Belly Boat Bass Tournament had 103 anglers. They're doing some of that stuff down here. I don't know if you've caught into it, Dan, where we've got little kayak John Boat combo tournaments going on yeah. on some of the Coleman Lake. Kind of slate Asian yep. kind of thing? Kind of, but it's uh, like keep your fish, bring them to the weigh-in styles. These kayak guys oh, are giving yeah. these boat dudes a run for their money, which is great. Um, but yeah, that one was uh, 103 anglers. It was nationwide. Cayman Rasmussen won that one with 93. Second place, Scott Savko with 91 and a quarter. Third place with Matthew Brandon. Next up to Southwest Virginia Yackers for Smallies. Uh, south of the 40th parallel. That's a cool way to put a border. I like it. Uh, 27 anglers, first place, Nathaniel Vance, 86 and a half. Second place, Bryce Stone with 85 and a half. Third place, Troy Wines with 84 and three quarters. Bluegrass kayak anglers on Cedar Creek Lake in Kentucky, 51 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Nick McGuire with 90 and three quarters. Second place, Burke Gutho with 89 and a half. Third place, Adam Shepard with 88 and a half. NYKBF on Kinesis Lake, 32 anglers. First place, Vince Lawyer with 85 and three quarters. Second place, Brandon Lewis with 82 and a quarter. Uh, third place, Nathan Yakuzo also with 82 and a quarter. The 2022 Tennessee Kayak Anglers Trail River Wars event. It's a moving water event, 100 miles around Frontier Outdoors down there, uh, their outfitter. Uh, first place, John Dalton, 55 inches, three fish limit, by the way. Second place, Kenneth Johnson with 53 and a half. And third place, Daniel Lyons with 53 and a quarter. Next up, the West Virginia Kayak Anglers New River Open. Uh, covered a f- couple different places. For, dang, so did y'all hear that thunder? No. Jeez, that light was, my dog just shot across the room. Sorry. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so uh, 40 anglers in that one. First place, the man, Jody Queen with 89 and a half. Second place, Mark Edwards with 89. Third place, Amos Hicks with, oop, my scroller scrolling, 75. Oh, no, I lost it. 88 and a quarter, sorry there. Next up was the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail on the Columbus Rivers. Uh, 41 anglers. First place, Trevor Justice with 83 and three quarters. Second place, Alex Roberts with 77 and a half. Third place, Dave Shar with 75 and a half. The Kayak Bass Fishing uh, 
Cumberland Kayak Trail, two-day tournament, 28 anglers. First place, Dave Kloster on the 86 and a half. It's your best five bass over the two days. Uh, second place, my teammate Derek Bostick with 84 and a quarter. Third place, Terry Bowman with 82 and a quarter. Next up is Kayak Anglers of Florida Sunshine State Trail Championship on Toho. Two-day event, 28 anglers. First place, Richard White with 185 inches. Second place, Mark Passamato with 183 and three quarters. Third place, Eric Samuels with 182. Uh, the big tournament everybody was wanting to talk about last week, the Hobie BOS and the Fox and Wolf Rivers in Appleton, Wisconsin. Two-day tournament, only 89 anglers at that one. Uh, first place, Calvin D with a 183 and a half. Second place, Christine Fisher with 179 on a quarter. Third place, Guillermo Gonzalez with 173. And don't forget, we're going to have them on with us next week. Uh, next up was a Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association New Canoe Tournament on East and West Rush Lake. It was a combo species tournament, two pike and three bass combo with uh, 50 anglers. First place, Lauren Pribel with 111 and a half total inches. Second place, Alexander Tao with 110 and a half inches. And third place, Hugh Vang with 110 and a quarter. Next up was the Yakabass uh, event on Clear Lake. Uh, two days, 108 anglers, uh, five fish limit per day. First place, Patrick Wilson with a 182 and three quarters. Second place, Cody Henley with 172 and a half. Third place, Jonathan DeMonet with 162 and a quarter. Last but not, or not last, I got two more. Urban Angler Kayak Club. In Los Angeles, was on the Castaic Lagoon, 30 anglers. First place, Adrian Saldivar with 43. Ooh, that's a terrible five-fish limit. Only 19 total fish caught. Second place, Carlos Chacon with 33 and a quarter. And third place, Ron Kim with 28 and a quarter. And last but not least, we had the KBF event that was held out there on Clear Lake. 70 anglers signed up for that one. Two individual trail days and a pro series. Trail day... One first place, Bryce Gibbs with 89. Second place, Patrick Wilson with 88 and a half. Third place, Zhang Bozang with 88 and a quarter. Trail day two, first place was Patrick Wilson with 93 and three quarters. Second place, Lance Engel with 91 and a quarter. And third place, Don Rocky with 90 and three quarters. And your pro series finishers, Patrick Wilson took that win with 182 and a quarter. Second place, Cody Henley with 172 and a half. And third place, Cayman Rasmussen with 172. So that is it for all the tournaments we had over the week, guys. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out and catching up on all that with us. Um, had an, uh, a great show, a little bit different. It was fun just hanging out and chilling, and I feel like we should do more of this because it's a nice change. But Well, all right. Anything else, guys? All quiet? Rondo's volume is off. Sorry. Sorry um, mine was off, too. My yeah. bad. Um, kind of a shameless plug, but if anybody wants to listen to it, I've uh, got the t- privilege of interviewing uh, Stian Slot, I think that's you pronounce it, a winner of the Hobie Worlds. He's from Norway. He actually won, won the Hobie Fishing Worlds, and he actually qualified because at the like the week before, because um, somebody kind of like canceled at the last minute, so they needed another person from to represent Norway, ended up winning the whole three day event. Um, so it's a great, great interview, a lot of insight. Um, cool till yeah be sure to go check that out over on the bass kayak and beers show dan anything else nope nope (laughs) (laughs) all right folks we appreciate everybody and we will see y'all next week peace later thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on paddle and finn 
be sure to drop a five-star rating a thumbs up or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on be sure to check us out on waypoint tv waypointtv.com make sure you sign up for the fantasy kayak fishing league at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy you could support this show through patreon patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com catch us on youtube if you got a question comment or want to see a future guest on the show be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com shout out to our show supporters yak gadget you can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com pelican professional for all your cases coolers and lighting needs go to pelican.com rocktown adventures your midwest premier paddle sports destination go to rocktownadventures.com eastport marina the beautiful destination on dale hollow lake if you're looking for lodging kayaks kayak accessories or anything fishing related on the beautiful dale hollow lake go to eastport.info jig masters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv you're listening to the waypoint podcast network brought to you in part by hunt stand the number one hunting and land management app